Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Big week for you. Hey, big week for me. Yeah. yeah you're my- going to do your premiere tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're recording a little earlier this week than usual because I have the Dave premiere tomorrow. At the DGA. At the DGA. You're and then there's Alice a. Olivia, so chic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I uh, am nervous, but I'm mostly very pumped because I'm in a fortunate situation where I'm like super proud of the show and I think it's so funny and yeah. cool. So I'm very excited for people to see it. It's not like I'm going to be like cringing my way through it. I'm just just very pumped but at the same time as a woman like these events where there's just thousands of pictures taken of you and like you have to look so great for like hours at a time while you're wearing high painful heels it's like a little nerve-wracking to me yeah um do you feel um like not that this is anywhere close but anytime I've had to watch a film that I've made at a screening with other people I feel sick the whole time do you how do you feel about watching your own performances uh I don't think I'll feel sick for the first episode because uh that's been done for what we were showing episodes one and three at the Uh screening um the first episode has been done for over a year and I've showed I've seen it with um, several people. OK. And so I've kind of got the nerves out in terms of that episode and there's nothing about it in terms of what my character does that makes me nervous to uh-huh. that extent. Uh, that being said, we're showing episode three and I'm sure I will feel so sick to my stomach because I'm <laughs> in almost every scene of episode three. There's two sex scenes. There's a like funny, like goofy sort of nudity scene. All stuff I'm really proud of, and yeah. I think the episode is really strong, but it's it's a weird episode to watch with other people in the room. Like, I'm sure anyone sitting near me is going to give me a couple of side eyes um, just at, like, oh, I wonder how Taylor's watching this. Um, but I'm really proud of it. So I'm excited. I'm That's sure awesome. I'm sure I'm going to get sick to my stomach at that part, but then the party is going to be fun. My dress is like rainbow colors and my it's going to be great. It's, it's going to be, be so glamorous. I'm so excited to hear about Yee. it. All right. What do we have this week? So many like serious oh, things. Uh, so many serious things. So let me start with something <laughs> that's just so funny and great. The new season of um, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days started. It is just everything that we deserve. Okay. It was so invigorating watching this season premiere. And there is a new woman, a new character. Her name is Lisa. She is dating a famous rapper in Nigeria. Is he really famous? Or he no? is famous in Nigeria, it seems. Okay. And they have shown clips of his music videos and they're like relative. They seem, you know, pretty fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote a song for her that they like keep playing. The producers are having so much fun, like playing this really awful rap song for <laughs> for her over and over again um and she is just uh very jealous of what she calls all the females on his social media Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she they so she's about to fly to nigeria to meet him in person they've been dating online for like six months and she goes out to lunch with a friend in this first episode and the friend is like hey i'm really skeptical as they all are and should be the friends of these people the friend is like i'm really skeptical like you're going out there. You're going to like, do you plan on like having sex with this guy? And this woman, Lisa's like, oh, I plan on having sex with him. <laughs> she has this like really great low voice. And the friend's like, OK, but just like I want you to be careful because like he he's has he said he's been faithful to you. And the woman's like, yeah, he says he's been faithful for years. And it's like so correct. I'm a correction. They haven't been together for five months. They've been together for a very long time. Um, and the woman's like come on like there's no way this man he's like 30 has not had sex with anybody for years for years because he's in this long distance relationship with you and she's like i believe me i believe him he loves me have you heard the song have you heard the song and the woman's the friend is like okay well i'm just like giving you a warning and then lisa goes and i've got a secret weapon and the friend goes okay what's like the secret weapon and she was like so his whole life he has only ever had sex with a condom and I'm going to fly down there (laughs) and I'm going to let him go after it. I swear to you, Alyssa, it's crazy. She basically is like, I am going to let him raw dog it and that will make him fall in love with me. 
and also, I will let him marry me and get a visa to the United States. But she truly, it's like it, the way she's talking about it, she has <laughs> no frame of reference for like how fucking insane she's being. It's like, it's, it's as if she's like, well, I'm going to pull out all the stops and like wear my dress with the really great cleavage. Like it's, she's just saying it in this way. That's like so, confident. so confident yeah. and like has no idea what she's, and she truly is like, I'm going to let him have sex Oof. with me without a condom. And that is my plan. Also, the fact that this woman believes that that's actually the case. She really believes like, oh it. God. And, <laughs> and it's fun to just see, like, these these women are, like, oh, they're just, like, so fun to watch, talk to each other. And the, the friend just, like, also kind of, like, looks like a hot mess and is, like, kind of disheveled. But, like, is so much wiser than Lisa. And I'm, like, please listen to your friend with the horrible haircut. Just yeah. listen to her and her bad tattoos. Well, it's going to be... Which exactly what she's telling you it is, which you is know, a scam. Nobody has ever uh, not been monogamous or fallen in love with someone who let them raw dog them. <laughs> so I'm sure that'll work out. And I'm really glad that Lisa has a good plan yeah. in her back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, pretty, pretty much looking forward to it. That's and then one crazy. last uh, 90 day fiance note is that this season was the first season with a gay couple. Oh, okay. And, I, and they didn't, they tease you. They didn't introduce them this episode. They're coming the next episode, but don't worry. I have the TLC app I get an early premiere I will be watching it tonight and I will be all up on it so great that's awesome yeah all right let's talk about couples fighting with each other in front of people yes um, Real Houses of Atlanta this character named Kenya she you know she loves to stir the pot she's been controversial in the past um, and she for a long time really wanted to just get married and have a baby and she was a little bit older for the fertility process and so she did IVF all this stuff so she finally got everything she wanted this season she has a baby she's married to this guy named Mark mm. and we've noticed that m she's much different when Mark's around than when she's just with the girls in the sense that like she almost seems not scared of him, but scared to be herself in front of him. Yeah, very muted. And they went bowling as couples this week, and there was, like, a disagreement over who was invited. And you just watch Mark, like, undercut every single thing she's saying in front just of like her friends. Just, like, completely steamroll her. Yeah. And, and like, shut her up and, like, ooh, bad, bad, bad stuff. It's tough. And then all the other housewives are doing, like, talking heads where they're like, oh, no, we would never have that problem. If I hate someone, my husband hates someone. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And then he keeps calling her Ken mm -hmm. instead of Kenya and so everyone starts joking like oh we love Ken she's so well behaved like kind of thing like she's not trying to cause any problems um and then like at one point he's in he, they go to like a swim class for their infant and he makes a joke like uh next time mommy's gonna go in the pool and she's not gonna get out and I was like he's literally gonna drown her yeah he is truly so psychotic seeming it's, anyway, it's bananas it's scary it is really scary and it's I I think that it's important that the other housewives are like drawing attention to it and are yeah. and are talking to her about it pretty dry. Like they bring it up at bowling. They're like, we're just talking about how you're being a little fucking different with your fucking yeah. husband here. Yeah. Uh, and like as much as it is a little easier on us for you to be a little bit calmer when you're yeah. around him, it's also it's wrong. Like you're not being yourself and mm -hmm. we would rather you be this kind of like feisty and pro problem causing person. Who's at least yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I hated watching. He like made her, it was like he was admonishing her. Like it was, he was her dad and he brought her over to the couple that they're fighting with. Yeah. And like held her there in this little like foursome conversation and was like, and this is actually how we feel. Yeah. We feel that this is something that we can put behind us. Yeah. This isn't a problem that we think. And he's putting words in her mouth and then he'll look at her and go, right, Ken? Right. And she just goes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. no, it's all good. It's all good. He just like basically forced her to like back down from her opinion and like in that em a way that was like embarrassing and in front of her enemy for the and series. And for what? For <laughs> them to just for just two more people to come to his stupid charity, charity event. Yeah. He also just makes my skin crawl because he's one of those fucking guys who just like loves the sound of his own voice and he thinks he's God's gift to the world. And like. 
I'm sure there's never ever been a moment in that man's life where he has like truly fucking respected somebody. He I, just seems like such a piece of shit. I also just don't understand unless there's like s- serious extenuating circumstances how you can have a baby with someone and get married and then still not move to the city that your wife and child exactly. In. He just like lives in New York. He just for lives like in a completely reason. different. Because I'm sure he. I think his whole thing is like, well, my work is very important. I'm very important. Like I'm not gonna be able to give all of this to my family yeah. my wife I chose to marry and my kid I chose to have it's like it's one thing if you're married and you have a long distance relationship but when you have a child like that's what your life a should fresh be about. little baby <laughs> like, yeah it is he just seems like and also we haven't seen him on camera nearly as much until now he, he is having this like charity event for the yeah. his charity that he runs and like suddenly he's in front of the he's camera all like the all yeah, the time last season or no she wasn't on last season two seasons ago or whatever like he Kenya like basically had to say that Mark refuses to film with her and it's and everyone was like saying that he was fake like nobody thought he existed and just fuck this guy boo Mark bad boo Mark we love you Kenya be your messy self yeah don't don't change for a man (laughs) I think it's tough too because I I try to imagine putting myself in those shoes fortunately I haven't really been in that situation with like friends my age Mm -hmm. but I wonder how to like tackle that when the time comes of being like, Hey, are you okay? okay?" (laughs) Yeah. Like I, you, this is not, and it's, I think it would be even harder in a situation where you do like their partner. Right. Because in this situation where I fucking hate Mark, I would run up to Kenya and be like, girl, it's pretty black and white. But if I had a good girl, like what if you code switched when Mike was around and I like love Mike and I had to pull you aside and be like, Alyssa, what's happening? I mean, I will say like in the past when I've done that in college where people where I will go to my friends and be like, hey, are you okay? It seems like you're upset a lot. And then they'll like they'll like spill all this stuff. And you'll be like, well, then you should stand up for yourself in this way. What happens is they go back to their boyfriend and they mm. tell them, I'm standing up for myself in this way. And then they get torn down and then they go, well, Alyssa told me to. And then I'm not allowed to and hang out with them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like Kenya is like seeking out advice from people. And I don't think that they're together at this moment. I think they're trying to figure out if they want to get divorced or not. So you know, she's a smart lady. I don't think this can be carried on for that long. And it's also like kind of a, it's like a harsh check on your relationship to see that on TV, you know? So yeah, we hope the best for her. I do too. Um, let's talk about the bachelor. (laughs) Let's talk about the bachelor. All right. So we have like a moral gray area on this episode. So there's this girl who is named Madison. She's been very clear from the beginning that her faith is very important to her. She's very Christian. Um, she hasn't shared with Peter that she's a virgin and she's saving herself until marriage. Um, but she did tell him last week that when he goes to the fantasy suites with the other girls, if he's going to have sex with them, that's a deal breaker for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peter, Mr. Fucked four times in a windmill, obviously is like, okay, I don't really know what you mean by that, but cross that bridge when we come to it sort of thing. Well, we crossed the bridge and yep. we came to we it. We came to it, <laughs> pun intended. Um, bam, bam, bam. So Madison and Peter have this like very heartfelt dinner where they're like open about the situation and Peter tells her that he was intimate with people. Also, they did this weird thing where... All the girls are in the, the like, hotel together. Yeah, those fucking producers. So, normally the way that the show works is, like, you have the fantasy suites and the, there's three girls left, which means you're going to stay overnight with the people that you've been dating this entire time for the first time. And you don't normally know what order you're being picked for fantasy suites because obviously if you're picked second or third, there's a chance you're having sex with someone right after yeah. they had sex with somebody else, which is, like, it's it's already hard and that's, like, horrendous. This year, they just fucking threw the w- rules out the window and put all three girls in the same, like, they apartment. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. They wanted to torture poor Maddie so that she had to see the girls come and go. Yeah, so Madison knows that she's last in the order. Um, Peter tells her he was intimate with them. Basically tells her it's not fair to say that you can't sleep with them. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, great, well, then I can't I can't do this. And her, her main point that I agree with is, like, I can't... stay the night with you and then six days later accept a proposal from you knowing that you slept with another girl last week yeah yeah I think the uh obvious argument that the internet and our friends and we can see is that Madison knew what she was signing up for fantasy suites aren't this new thing 
Um, you went on a reality show where you're going to be dating a guy along with 30 other women. Um, I, I think that that's very fair. What I hate and what made my blood boil was Peter talking to her. First of all, on all of these dates, he is so in love with all of these girls being so effusively complimentary, telling all of them they're basically going to make it to the end, telling all of them he's in love with them. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it because he's not going to be with all of them. And it's so mean to set them all up for failure this way. Or to set two of them yeah, up for failure like this way. Yeah, he's not like tipping them off that no. it might not work he out. He is completely hypnotizing all of them. Yeah. And he's going to make two of these girls feel so Blind stupid. Yeah. And I hate that. What I despise the most, though, is she presents this ultimatum, which we can argue isn't fair because she knew the terms of the agreement when she signed up for it. But his response is, it's not fair for my two other relationships for me to end them or not have sex with them right. at this point. But he adds, that shouldn't make you feel bad about our connection. And fuck you. I fucking hate that. It made me want to punch my TV because it's such a stupid like conversation that my friends have had that I have had with a guy when I've approached him to be exclusive. And it's like, Oh no, I'm actually not ready to be exclusive with you. I really do need to be sleeping with other people, Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't let that make you feel bad about this connection. No, it does. It makes you feel ugly. It makes you feel not, it makes your self-worth just completely plummet. So it's so horrible for Peter to go, no, this shouldn't make you feel bad. Fuck you, Peter. Can you tell I'm mad about this? Yeah, no. And I, (laughs) the thing that I really, that to pile on to that, I'm like, look, we all get that Madison signed up for this. I think it's perfectly, if this is how she wants to play it, it's perfectly within her right to say, here's my principles. And, you know, because there's no guarantee you're going to get this far. No, and plenty of people leave the show on their own accord. And when you actually get here, it's like a whole different ball game to, like, look the girls in the face that you're that are going to be sleeping with the guy that you have feelings for. Um, but Peter not only does that, at the end, he's like... Begging her to stay. Begging her to stay. Essentially telling her that, like, she's the one if she can just hold out a little longer. And to me, I'm like, you know what? Coming from a bachelor with Colton who basically cut the cord early because he was so in love with Cassie and he was like, this is crazy. I'm not going to drive her away. I got to go get her. And he just, like, didn't even do the fantasy suites because he was so in love with her. I was like, yeah, if, if you want your actions to speak louder than words and you really feel like Madison is your wife, yeah, then don't fuck those other girls. Yeah, then yeah. Don't do it. I think if he, after pulling this shit and begging her to stay, make convincing her to, on national television, like bend her morals yeah. and her the way she wants to live her life and making her stay on this goddamn show, if he doesn't pick her, I think he should go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of the highest crimes you could commit. I think it's so manipulative of to take all three yeah. of these girls on these dates to try and fuck all three of these girls. It makes me I saw a meme this morning that was like, hey, I just want to go on record that I'm so sorry I got so upset at Ben Higgins for telling two women he loved them. Because I remember that that shook me. We were at this point in Ben Higgins season yeah. a few years ago. And all he did was say to two girls, yeah. I love you. And it was shocking. And I thought that was really manipulative and really awful. That is nothing compared to what's happening for Peter right now because he is just being so lovey-dovey with all of them. All three of those girls would should be convinced that they're going to win. And only one of them is going to win. I don't know who's going to win, like, (sighs) honestly. And I, like... I really think that, like, there's a version of this where nobody's at fault, where, like, Peter can make the choice he wants to make. She can have her own principles. And then you let her make a decision. You don't hold her by the face for so Mm -hmm. long and tell her that she's basically the one you're going to propose to and make her feel so awful about, like, what her family's going to see and all this shit. I was just like, fuck this. This is not right. He's trying to have his cake and eat it, too. And, like, I'm not on board with it. You know? Yeah. This was another moment where it was playing on the TV and I found Tony in the apartment and I went, I hate all of you. <laughs> Sorry, this is kind of turning into the fuck men episode. It but is there were a little some bit. very badly behaved men. It this was se- just very, week. very, yeah, bad, bad behavior. Um, Let's talk about uh, Vander. The old Vanderpump Pump. rules. Um, so here's what I realized. They're talking about this homophobic pasture. Pa- pasture. I Again, pasture. it's just you know fields of homophobes. <laughs> fields and fields of homophobes. I noticed Tom Sandoval saying it, and I was like, I'm not going to say it like that this week. But, you know, lo and behold, pastor. 
and they're really getting into it. I actually do think that Jax is like kind of bashing Ariana's sexuality oh, too in much. Oh, in a very bad in way. In like a serious way where I actually don't think that he cares about the pastor's like morals. I agree, yeah. Um, but it just makes me... So normally the show is like frivolous and they're taking sides based on like who they're loyal to. When they're taking sides based on an issue that's actually very serious and like especially homophobia like ruins people's lives, causes them to kill themselves, causes them to abandon their children, like all of these horrible, horrible, horrible real world things. I don't like watching the Vanderpump Rules characters talk about it because it makes me feel like a bad person for supporting the show. Agreed. It's like if you're going to argue about like Kristen sleeping with Jax. Like, That's great. what we're here for. I yeah. don't want to know what you really think otherwise. The top of the episode, like obviously last week's episode that we talked about, like really introduced and delved into this uh, homophobic thing. This week's episode started with uh, Tom Schwartz getting a lizard. Oh, yeah. And I was like. Yes. yes. Thank you for this. We're here. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And like Stassi sat down and was like, it is my dragon. Put it on my shoulder and let's like sit in the kitchen and shit talk people. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is it. This is what I want. I want to see them fucking get lizards. I want to see them like struggle at putting streamers in their house for their baby shower. Yes. Um, so I agree with you. It's just not especially. And as Stassi says, I hate calling people stupid, but Jax is really stupid. Yeah. And he gets so much screen time. Like, let's not give him let's not mic up this guy and like talk to him about serious things that are like really have a potential to really offend people and hurt people. Yeah. And then Stassi uh, was like accusing Sandoval of doing this just because he wants a storyline and like he didn't talk to them about it like months earlier. And I'm just like, dude, don't come down on the side of the person who has a bisexual girl's friend who's clearly depressed, who's clearly being affected by this. Like, and, and come down on the people who are defending like I don't know. They're I, I, just like hear him out. You don't have to like take a side, you yeah. know, don't accuse him of trying to get a storyline like that sucks. It does. I don't know. I just think it's like it's not smart of them and it sucks and it's a bummer. But what is not a bummer is there was a shot of. So Lisa Vanderpump has many dogs. She has two dogs that are like the same breed, but one of them is very old and one of them is very young. And the old one, his name is Jiggy and he's a, he has alopecia. <laughs> and like most of the time I see Jiggy and I'm like, oh, he looks pretty good for his age and he's like still alive and he's trucking whatever there was a shot of her holding Harrison the young one and Jiggy the old one like in her arms next to each other and I've never seen them side by side and I was just like holy shit Jiggy's <laughs> a fucking corpse like I'm so scared for Jiggy he has Jiggy no alive. hair he's just like a little crushed up demon dog they're keeping that dog <laughs> that dog has like several like mechanical hearts inside its body it's like insane. they're they're doing they had to do like CPR anything. On it. they like, researched cloning him yeah they like fully researched cloning Jiggy it's wild and Harrison is just like so furry and like full of life and breathing and you're yeah. just like oh my god Harrison is the one I saw at <laughs> Sir oh, yeah. or excuse yeah. me Tom Tom last week and it's it's wild how now that I'm a dog mom th- these dogs just sit and are perfectly still and can be left alone like they left Harrison on a chair and both of them walked out of the room well because I don't think they walk on the ground you know like they I like think never they have walk to be carried ground. everywhere oh you know, God, like I've never that. seen them like running around. They probably use toilets. Yeah. I also think that's why Jiggy has like heart problems. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't, Cause he doesn't walk. walk. And he might be getting smothered by mistake. Oh, my God. That's really funny. Um, also, one more thing about about Vanderpump. Um, Charlie, who's one of the new characters, the girl who previously said that she's never had pasta in her life because she believes it stacks in her body. Yep. <laughs> she, I fully believe she's just here to like trigger all of us because this week she said... A millionaire at an Emmy party told me to say yes to everything once. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) I have never been to an Emmy party and I have so much more reason to be there than Charlie does. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Wow. And, you know, I must say, uh, in order, I got to brag, I have been to an Emmy party. And And had a good reason to be there. And I forgot (laughs) to ask everyone I talked to how much money they made. Right. I, like, should have. It's like, oh, I'm still learning. No. Well, my mom told me that people who have real money um, go to nice places but don't worry about impressing people. So they're always the people that are dressed down. Dressed down. And you know what? Oh, yeah. Like, um, I think that's true. 
guy who always wears t-shirts. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm always suspicious of people who are like dressed too slick because I'm like, mm, you must be like the middle bracket of yeah. money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think there is truth to that. That yeah. there's like the little showy, like you're trying to show off your money. Yeah. Um, type vibe. But if you're like the uber rich, yeah, then you're you just are in like kind of like shoes. understated yeah. stuff. I felt that way when we uh a couple for my birthday when we <laughs> went to Palm Springs. There was like. A few hours where Tony wanted to like work and read. And I was like, great, I'm going to go fucking get my nails done in Palm Springs. And I went to a Palm Springs nail salon Ooh. and the people watching was amazing. And there was some women who were in like really, really gaudy outfits. And I was like, oh, these people are so rich. And then this one like very sleek woman came in like an all black like workout outfit mm-hmm. and had just like a very classy little hairdo. And I was like, oh, this That's woman is loaded. Yeah. yeah, like this woman <laughs> is fucking a load. And she was very kind and like sweet and some of the other women were like talking loudly on their phones or talking loudly to each other and i was like this bitch has got money amazing yeah um anything else you want to talk about oh we should just like quickly note yes. to um outside of the pod adventures one that we went to britney's oh my god zone britney in the zone it was amazing if you're what? in los angeles highly recommend yeah really and the people who worked there were great like yeah. for the most part and they were really great. And it's like fun to do a like fun, like self-indulgent. You're allowed to take pictures of yourself. You're yes. encouraged to take pictures of yourself. Like in this world where whenever we take selfies, that's like very embarrassing yeah. and weird as it should be. I'm not saying that should change, but it's fun that there's a place that you could go to to just be like, this is to take fun pictures and celebrate something fun and yeah. like sexy and amazing. And I feel like everyone was very supportive. Like at first I was kind of embarrassed to pose in front of our group, but then it became like a fun photo shoot where everyone was like, yeah, pose, pose yes. Everybody was like Matt cheering (laughs) us. It was great. It was awesome. Matt talk. And then, uh, Eve, did you watch this that Eva was on yes. uh, watch with Tyra live with Tyra um they Tyra was very goofy I learned that she doesn't drink alcohol and doesn't do any drugs and she's never had alcohol in her whole life which I didn't know really um, I didn't know that either yeah pretty crazy also she doesn't age which those two things might be connected now that yeah, I'm saying them out loud yeah yeah um but she did a very Tyra like vivacious announcement that she's opening a theme park in Santa Monica called Model, Model land. land. It opens in May. Tickets are like fifty dollars, and I can promise you that Taylor and I will go investigate oh, it. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah, we will do that work, honey. You also can pay like sixteen hundred dollars to get like a full makeover where they choose your hair and wardrobe and makeup and like everything before you go in and do all these photo shoots. So like, if we make it big time, like if Dave premieres oh next God. week and yeah. it's like the fucking number one show on FX, and like you get a bump and I everything, yeah. like I sell a show before them, whatever. Then yeah, we'll, pay $1, we'll $1, do it. To do that. I would I would give like years off my life to have Tyra like hands on yes. give me a makeover and I say that knowing that most of them are bad, bad. like yeah. I know Kari from one of the recent seasons where Kari is like so stunning she's a very very successful basically supermodel mm-hmm. right now and she had uh, Tyra just like gave her this insane ice blonde like white hairdo yeah. totally sabotaged her got her kicked off the show and she had to like grow her hair back and change everything still knowing that I would give years off my life to have Oof. Tyra do a makeover for me like oh I love her so much wow and I'm excited to see like what that means model amusement park like yeah. it's got to be an elevated version of this Britney Spears thing yeah that I feel did. like it's just a huge Instagram trap which I'm so excited for fuck yeah it's gonna be so great exciting um we have an amazing guest this week he's gonna talk about last chance you he's a writer on perfect harmony um Greg Gallant I heard him talk on another podcast about how people never get his last name right and I fingers crossed just said it right you did Gallant because <laughs> I remember I grew up on Gallant Drive in New oh, Hampshire oh and that's how he said it yeah wow good job me uh and we kind of wanted to have this be a little sister episode to last week's cheer episode yes. uh because they're obviously uh, like a little different than kind of the normal shows that we do not that there is any real normal we're like creating right. it as we go but uh and they're also created by the same filmmakers oh yeah cheer duh. and last chance you yeah i thought we were just being genius no 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I, paired I them did together know that I did know that previously <laughs> and I have forgotten it I swear on my life you're like football and cheerleading it's cute yeah like, I was no, like well, they're these like two the like people. sports I was like they're both about sports and they're both way more serious yeah. so we should put them together yeah but I do remember I think I even say in this interview that they're the same people but yeah Yikes. if you're a girl listening to this, it's put this podcast not to gender everyone's interest but I'm gonna do it 
you know, for listenership right now and you don't feel like your boyfriend would have related to any previous shows or your guy friends or whatever, like this is a good episode to hook them and then yeah. keep it going, I think. Yeah. People, guys like football. Girls like football too, but guys like football. Yep. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Hi, Lip. Headed to class. Do you have a pencil? No, ma'am. Thank you. See you later. Hey, DJ. You got a pencil? No, ma'am. Thank you. See you later. Have a good day. Hi, guys. Today we're so excited to welcome Greg Gallant, a writer on the television show Perfect Harmony, UCB performer, and all-around funny guy. (laughs) Also, boyfriend of our previous guest, Broti Gupta. Are we the first um, table flipping couple? Yes, other Aside than me from and Mike. Yeah, yeah, other than Mike has been yeah, on. I think you guys are the first couple. Oh Congratulations. My God, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. I mean, wait till you get the first couple of guests that weren't a couple that we when introduced. they introduced. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we could start one. matchmaking. The first table flipping baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I was also like, ooh, first table flipping breakup. Oh, yeah. yikes. But that's Stay what together. you want, right? No. <laughs> no, I mean, not, not but like for the, for for the, the drama. drama. Yeah, yeah. For the drama. It would be very on brand. Um, <laughs> today, you're going to talk to us about the show Last Chance You. Last Chance You. Which is on Netflix. Yeah. Um, do you want to give like a little primer of the show for people who haven't seen it? Yeah, Last Chance You follows uh, junior, co- junior college football teams, um, which sounds like very low stakes, but the, the teams that they follow... <laughs> Um, are very high-level teams that often include a lot of Division One football player, like NFL prospect-type guys okay. who have, for whatever reason, been booted from that. So sometimes it's grades. Uh, some t- a lot of times it's weed <laughs> or yeah. other drugs. That sucks. And then, yeah, I know, it's crazy. Like the <laughs> NFL and college are still, it's like. So it's, crazy about it's, that. I don't know. Uh, and then actually uh, I have a question about that Um, but I want you to continue your thought afterwards Um, if you're in a state where it's legal to smoke weed now like if you go to school in California are you still getting kicked out of the NCAA or whatever I believe I mean yeah disciplined for sure yeah I think it's like the code of conduct thing that they that they cite and that's it's even worse in the NCAA because it's like these guys are killing themselves and not getting getting paid paid. Yeah. yeah okay cool um, or some of the guys also have like legal disciplinary problems. So it gets kind of like dicey with a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is basically like they've been booted down to junior college. And if they can get through a season where they, A, impress on the field and mm-hmm. get an offer from a school and B, actually like graduate junior college, which is often like the harder part for these guys, mm-hmm. um, they can bounce back to Ideally, a Division One program and, and continue their goal of making it to the NFL. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you, I actually went to junior college. Did you, you, did you go straight to a university? Uh, I did. <laughs> okay. I went to Ohio University, cool. not Ohio State. So we had a, a, a likewise very small time football program like a junior college oh cool (laughs) interesting i yeah we had my junior college sort of had like the last chance you version of uh the baseball team for usc so like if you got so injured that it like wasn't worth that for you to continue at usc you wanted to go rehab but like keep playing somewhere that was my junior college oh okay interesting Um, anyway there's a specific woman that sort of was like a breakout star of this oh series God, yeah. that you wanted to talk about today. What's her name again? Brittany Wagner. Okay. And she's like a guidance counselor, right? Yeah. It's it's essentially she calls herself like an ele- uh, eligibility specialist or something because okay. I think she's like she's less trying to like make sure these guys. I mean, she's not a teacher. It's not her job. It's like she's like. I want to make sure you go to class, pay attention, sit in the front row so it looks like you can, like, and I want, she wants them to go back to D1. Like, she wants right. to help them, like, learn how to go to school, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And she's a fucking saint. Do you <laughs> feel like in some of these people's lives, it's like the first time that anyone has sort of taken such uh, care to show them that that is, Im- th- these are important habits? Or what yeah. do you think? Oh, a lot of the guys come in with, yeah, like not great school habits. Right. And it's it's like a societal thing of like 
at star athletes. Right. These guys were star athletes um, in high school and could get away with everything. And probably like if they hadn't screwed up in whatever way, they'd still be doing that at Division One school and getting away with everything. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a reality check for a lot of the guys. And um, but then there's also guys who are just like local kids who went straight there, local recruits, and they have the same issues too. So interesting. Uh, but yeah, she really uh, like I mean, rewatching the first episode in preparation of this this morning mm-hmm. just to refresh. It's like she's just going up to the kids before class on the first day. Like, where's your pencil? She's like, it's <laughs> in my pocket. Show it to me. Aww. where's your paper i don't have any paper oh <laughs> it's just like God. that kind of like you can't go to class without a notebook it's and she started a, a charity since the shows came out that is it's called pencils right yeah like pencil, pencils for something and it's yeah. like that's her little trademark which is it, really cool it is yeah like she thank god after season two she left east mississippi spoiler <laughs> alert she did where did she go she's to start her own like nonprofit. Oh, that's great is okay. awesome because she's gained a lot of like notoriety right. from this and so what do you think is so like like makes her such a standout star to everybody i think to me it was like i'm a big friday night lights fan right. i don't know if you guys are yes. as well so she's like tammy <laughs> yeah. coach tammy taylor yeah. in real life um and she just like is so good to all these players attaches to them emotionally because then in the later seasons when you go and watch like oh where are they now from the earlier seasons it'll be like these guys back in division one it's like their senior game or whatever and miss Brittany comes and like meets them at half to, or like takes and they're all crying and still my mouth is like wide open right now like that's amazing she's amazing yeah i feel like for i was worried that for this podcast it's like uh, you want to profile women who are like insane train wrecks on these shows, <laughs> and like Miss Brittany is the opposite. No, you can no, have she's it such a goddess. Also, like yeah. profile you, yes, because yeah. it's all like, yeah, yeah. It's about our good role models on TV, and yeah. not all of them have to be flipping tables. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> How were well, you in school? Like, were you the kind of person who showed up and always asked to borrow a pencil? Because I certainly am still like that. <laughs> I was, I was like a good student. Okay. I was very afraid of like getting in trouble. I was lazy and forgetful though, so I often did not have supplies. Was like frantically borrowing pens from right. other kids. Like I was often like that but mm-hmm. i i think i still was a good student do i was you like think a, that <laughs> she would be proud of you or do you think she'd be like come on man like you gotta get on my level oh my god this cuts me to my core <laughs> 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 the most important question i've ever faced would miss Brittany be proud of me i think she would i think i would do well <laughs> okay, cool. i think coach buddy would hate me because i'm not good <laughs> i don't think i could play football at that level sure, but i think sure. i could graduate emcc very cool I uh, went to Ithaca College, and we have a very small and pretty bad sports programs all across the board. But ESPN, like, 8, like ESPN Ocho, I think, (laughs) airs our football game once a year against our other rival school, Cortland. Right. And they play it on TV because it's so comical how bad the game is. Really? They call it the biggest little game in football. (laughs) And it's like the most fun little tradition because it gave our schools like that one day of having the feeling of being at a big sports school. Um, And post-graduation in both New York and in California, they like air it at restaurants and there's like big Ithaca reunions and stuff. So that's like my, it's very cute. And I've gotten so irresponsibly drunk and it comes on at like eight in the morning. Yeah. Oh, West Coast sports watching is tough. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then so you're just like irresponsibly drunk by like, noon i always you worked with my boyfriend mike on perfect Mm -hmm. harmony and i always make fun of because i went to usc after junior college which is like a huge football school and i'm always like you didn't really go to college (laughs) if you didn't have this like ridiculous football experience but um he doesn't appreciate that so (laughs) wait i forget what school mike went to he went to ithaca as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry and that's how taylor and mike know each other yes 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 Um, yes is there so what are like some of your what are some of the standout like interesting things that Brittany did to keep everyone on track during the season are there like a couple well, moments it's just like the what a thing that last chance you does really well and mm-hmm. those documentary filmmakers are amazing and now they're doing cheer which mm-hmm. we talked about which i can't wait to watch but uh 
they really like slow roll lay things out mm-hmm. like they kind mm-hmm. they don't give it all a, away right at first like i just rewatching the pilot i had to laugh so hard at like it just suddenly cuts to like a new scene where all the players are like just really like going nuts and singing and like roughhousing around in like the conference room mm-hmm. and everyone's flipping it. it's like chaos and then after like five seconds the chiron comes up and it says uh academic orientation <laughs> so it's like beautiful how they roll that out and i feel like they similarly with miss Brittany would like like four episodes in or something they're like oh let's see what she's doing in her person let's follow her home and it's like oh she's a single mom and she teaches a workout class for moms in oh. her spare time i was like get the fuck like, out of spare time miss Brittany. I know. in her spare time she's like leading a workout class and i remember that was the moment where i was like oh marry me <laughs> like, well, yeah, who see is when this i'm person? saying first table flipping break breakup i yeah we're starting no, 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 we're starting it. Knows. it's funny too because i you watch like and we see this with the coaching and cheer and correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a while since I've watched all of it but we're being introduced to Brittany once she's been at the school for a while yeah. and working in this department for a while so it's I wish there was I would want to know more about how she kind of like gained all of that respect and started to play that role I mean it's I mean it's easy when you see because she's uh so intelligent and like nurturing and like easy to devote yourself to mm-hmm. but I wonder what that transition was like for her to get become such an important role in the program it is yeah it's it's tough to imagine I think she does she does garner some respect from having she has leverage essentially in that like you guys if you don't do this yeah you're done and yeah that's why they're all here and that kind of takes away her being the bad guy. No, she's not. Know? Yes. Oh, she's not the bad guy right. at all. Like, I think honestly, one of the biggest things she does for them. Is just <laughs> You're like, like so protective of her. You're like, oh my God, no, she's not a bad guy. That's Brittany. not what I was <laughs> But she like, she just has like open office hours all uh-huh. the time. And it seems like a place where they can go. And she like, essentially is like, come here, study. Like, I'll make sure you're doing it. She honestly, it's hard to point to specific things that she does. She's just so like relentless with checking in on all these dudes has like all them making sure they're in class every day and Mm -hmm. like texting them where the assignment it's crazy and uh yeah I think she's been there she was there like seven years before the pilot in the pilot as I was rewatching today she's talking about like man if you'd have told me I'd been to I'd be in scuba working at it right. which is the town sorry it's a town called Scuba Mississippi that's like 70 people or We've something We've shit insane. on so many towns like this in on this podcast yeah. so feel free to openly shit on I, I don't even want to shit it's just to illustrate how I mean I myself am from like a four stoplight town in that's Ohio awesome. so yeah uh it's it's just wild that like if you imagine these guys I don't know where they grew up but then going to like Florida State and mm-hmm. playing like and then suddenly you're in Scuba Mississippi which is seriously like 70 people or something and say like the town itself is nothing yeah Uh, but the football program is big and they like get huge crowds and everything that's crazy I have like such a soft spot for junior colleges because like it's such a I I feel like they get a bad is it bad rap or bad rep rap Uh, rap rap I think, but rep makes more sense. Rep does make more sense. But it's like rap, like a rap sheet. I always say bad rap. I say bad rap too. Okay. I'm glad we sorted that out. We're going with bad rap. Because it's a place where people, it's like you can get a second chance if you fucked up in high school. Mm -hmm. You can get a second chance if you fucked up at a university. For me, it was like a place that I could actually find what I really wanted to do in college. Like I, I, I thought I wanted to be like an environmental science major and it turns out there's a lot of math involved (laughs) with that. And so I like bailed and that's how I got into um, filmmaking in junior college. And I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not gone to a junior college. So I feel like it's such a good place to start from a TV show's like character perspective. You're already like a little bit of an underdog with like a comeback story, you know? I mean, it's the brilliant part of this show is that they are like, elite athletes Mm -hmm. so it's like hot it is high stakes but in such a very low stakes place you know it's so unassuming the culture shock is wild and like some of the schools they play they'll they'll win like 70 to 3 or whatever because they're not on that same level but yeah it's these guys and it, I mean, the last chance of it is amazing too. But it also makes it so much more yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, if you fuck up in junior college, nobody's gonna help you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like when they your last that's it. chance. <laughs> There's a guy in season one named John Franklin the third, mm-hmm. who's like the star Florida State quarterback that they he wasn't playing at Florida State, so he transferred down here trying to make it back up. 
And he is like an arrogant shithead. <laughs> and to, to continue the, um, but, but I feel like it's like bluster and like a defense mechanism. Mm. So to continue the Friday Night Lights analogies, he's very <laughs> much like Smash. Yeah. And and I loved him. Yeah. And yeah. I know he was a shithead, but I've lo- and I I find myself I found myself like a, a year or two later oh, he he made it back to Auburn, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. big time football program. There is a tough moment for me personally with him where the recruit the scholarship offers start coming in at the end of the season and the first one he pulls out, he looks at Ohio University. Trash. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man. All right, cool. I am uh, terrified for you to hear um, the episode where I slam on Ohio pretty hardcore. The state or the school? Um, on Cleveland. Oh, go for, yeah, go, well, for no, no, go for it. Go for it. Well, it was just that the girls from The Bachelor had to, they were like, pack your bags. You're going to travel to Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio. And yeah. all the girls are like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they all freak out. And we were like, why are they going to Cleveland? Yeah. Not knocking on Cleveland. So, I'm from Minnesota, so okay. I don't know why that's a... <laughs> no, Cleveland's, Cleveland's fine. If you really want to trash, I say trash Cincinnati. Go for it. Okay, the yeah. Worst, the worst. What do you hate about Cincinnati? It's just... It, it's every part of Ohio, every like corner of Ohio, I feel like has a distinct... I uh, also brought these from Cincinnati. So oh, I good, good. Said, uh, Trash it. No, has no, like I'm a trying dis- to break you guys. A distinct break vibe. Up, break up. But like Cincinnati is like... Skyline Chili is their big thing, and it's fine. And like the downtown is all like one-way streets. I'm and sorry, it's hard. Skyline Chili. You, that's the exact appropriate reaction. <laughs> what is it even that? It is Those like a fast together. food. It's a fast Skyline is the name. It's a fast food chili, and they oh like, like chili, chili like the ju- like the jumbo like a sloppy Joe chili yeah. soup. But then they put it on spaghetti weirdly. Ew. It's Cincinnati sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like eating chili in some sort of like Skyliner. <laughs> like you're like on a ride no. and you eat chili. Yeah, I thought it was like the Chicago bean, but it was like a chili in the sky. It's like Man. join Hormel's Mile High Club. <laughs> yeah. We ate chili in a yeah, plane. No. That would be awesome. And famously recently, Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winner, who's prob- probably going to be the number one pick by the Cincinnati Bengals. And he grew up in Ohio, in Athens, wow. where OU is. And like when right when it became clear that he was probably going to go to the Bengals, someone dug up his old tweet saying like Skyline is trash. And now <laughs> everyone in Cincinnati hates it. Wow. This everyone deleted Twitter. Yeah, yeah don't gotta, tweet. If you become famous, start a new Twitter. Yeah. Joe Burrow is hot. Is it Burrow or Burrows? Burrow. Yeah. Singular. Exactly what I just said. Yeah. Don't doubt me. <laughs> and he like in his Heisman speech, he mentioned uh Athens like growing up in Athens and like Appalachian poverty and stuff and then in the ensuing days people from Louisiana primarily donated so much money to the Athens food bank like hundreds wow. of thousands of dollars wow. it's crazy that's really nice yeah i have to ask so because <laughs> first of all so that's so hot maybe that's hot it is <laughs> uh first of all a few weeks ago after recording our podcast i saw connie britton she did. She Tammy saw Taylor. her and her hair and everything. And I saw her hair and it is <laughs> stunning. Really it's amazing. Uh, would you cast Connie as Miss Brittany or what, what What actor are you feeling? Like if you were writing a movie about Miss Brittany's life. Well, they are, they're making a Netflix show no, uh, that her? I believe is a, well, it is a scripted version of Last Chance You. And I want to say... That's just Friday Night Live. That's just Friday Night Live? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> I want to say, I know she's attached, and I think she's maybe playing Miss Brittany, uh, Courtney Cox. Wow. Courtney Cox. I'm unsure about. What a way to come back. back. Seems yes. um, a little old. Yeah. No? Sorry, Courtney. I mean, but it's Hollywood, you know? Yeah. That's Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's close to Miss yeah. Brittany's age. Yeah. Who would I cast as Miss Brittany? That is. <laughs> no, it's fine. Hey, Courtney Cox needs to work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that friend's money is all gone. <laughs> no. It's no. all Let me gone. tell you, if you go anywhere in the world uh, to any hotel, friends is playing. It's there. She doesn't yeah. need to work. Uh, <laughs> she's pretty much. She does, she does read as like a Connie Britton or, I mean, 
I would love to see like a Reese Witherspoon be her. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. Cause I feel like Reese pulls off Southern very well too. Yeah. I miss Brittany isn't like super Southern, but she's a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just a sprinkle. And that's a good one. I'm trying to think. That's tough. And now I'm just thinking about the younger women on Friday Night Lights. Like, could Adrian Pilecki pull it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also, we brought up the uh, Aaron Hernandez documentary a l- little while back, mm-hmm. which is very dark. And who knows, we might end up cutting this. But I do <laughs> think it's interesting. We were teasing about uh, the, there's obviously, we were talking about murder in mm-hmm. this documentary. And it felt as though the murder in terms of tone and the way that the it was presented in the documentary was equivalent to his smoking weed. And it was very hard for me to digest that. And a little bit of that, I, I have that issue on Last Chance U2. And I know like it's- That is like how sports treats weed it, and murder. They treat weed like, they, like he has They're a They're like, you're banned for problem. 10 games yeah. for either weed or murder. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like it's, it's insane. The and to, to hold them to the same like degree is just baffling to me. Like, and like, yeah. it's just, and, I, and it's tough for me in Last Chance U were these kids who are like trying to change their lives and trying to be the best version of themselves and then could be- just like absolutely have everything taken away for smoking and weed in do. the same way. And yeah. they do, they do. It's, and it's so, I, I hate it so much. And it gets so frustrating that there is just no like sliding scale of understanding no. of drug use. Mm-hmm. And like to think that a kid can smoke weed and go see Jurassic Park with his friends on the weekend is going to be treated the same way as someone who's taking like performance enhancing drugs right before a game or someone who is getting violent. Especially or someone now who that is, weed is legal and like largely yes. has a lot of medical and properties. And has medical properties. Yeah. yeah. And it's like um, these kids are in pain and like that's most, not a resource that they're allowed to tap into. The most extreme example of that that I've ever seen is when you go to USC. So obviously like Reggie Bush was a huge Heisman trophy winner won Mm -hmm. a lot of championships for the school um and was like wiped of all that because of a house in san diego um and the ncaa is crooked and should allow players to make money on their name and all this shit it's all fucked up that's a separate situation however oj simpson all his Sports Illustrated covers still all over the school. Pictures of him framed God. in the Bank of America at the school, like signed, like all his memorabilia, everything still there. Totally fine. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. It's, it's, <laughs> the, the standard of it is bonkers. Like, guys, I remember there was a scandal at Ohio State and it was like a guy like uh, gave an autograph to someone so he could get a free tattoo. And that's what they brought him down over. Uh, Meanwhile, like Ezekiel Elliott was playing there who has like domestic abuse accusations. It's just bonkers. Well, one of the best slow roll, best slash worst slow rolls that they do on Last Chance U Mm -hmm. is in season two. They have this guy, DeAndre, I want to say Johnson is maybe his last name. He is probably the best player in Mm -hmm. all four seasons. Far and away the best like leader. This so DeAndre is like easily the best leader, like lifting people up. And they let they let you ride on that for like half the season. Mm-hmm. And then they're like at a random point, they're like, okay, let's let's delve into DeAndre real quick. And he is there because um very similar to like Joe Mixon, a star player for Oklahoma a few years ago, mm-hmm. he's on tape in a bar, sort of slapping and punching a woman. And <sighs> it's it's easily far and away the worst thing that any of the players have done to get to this school. And it's Mm -hmm. like, they really, they don't let the guys off the hook, but they also like, they'll suck you in first and then be like, fuck man. Like, and he's also like the, like, I know this is all, he's nice to me, but like in what you've seen from that point, he's like so nice and level-headed, like a good student. It's like, what happened? Why did that happen? Was it like a girlfriend or something? I don't remember what, I mean, the thing is like, he was, he didn't talk about it much on the documentary, mm-hmm. like understandably, like you felt like he wasn't as forthcoming, obviously, for obvious reasons about that as some of the other players were all about. Like there's this guy, Dakota Allen, who was at Texas Tech. He was involved in a and e got arrested mm-hmm. or maybe armed robbery. Mm-hmm. And then like is born again at EMCC is like the best student. And he was the first You're one. You're using so many acronyms that I'm like, okay, B and E. Sorry. Breaking EMCC. and entering. No, I got it. No, it's okay. I'm just Breaking like trying to talk about it. I love it all. I think this is a really interesting topic, especially for our podcast, because we're both female sports fans and it doesn't matter what sport you're a fan of. There's always going to be, you know, players who have 
issues with violence against women or assault or whatever it is because men in the world have issues with Mm -hmm. that and it's extremely difficult to reconcile looking up to someone as a hero rooting for them on your team and rooting for that organization and then excusing that behavior yeah how do you compromise knowing you know especially with assault like sexual assault that's something that happens behind closed doors that case seems a little bit more out in the open like there was a tape and it was it was a different type of incident but um I don't fully have a I feel like a lot of things in life I have like sort of a rule book for myself on how to deal with it and these kinds of things I'm gonna be very honest like I don't know what to do you know it's crazy it is I was I just went to San Fran last week and was like a five-hour drive up there with a with two friends and one of them was asleep in the back so I was just talking to my friend Hillary the whole time she's explaining uh they were explaining the circle to me I'm explaining my (laughs) chance view to her and we talked about DeAndre and I was like and she's like well what happened to him and I was like I think he had a great season and then just didn't really get any offers coming back I can't Mm -hmm. remember but I think it was like flamed out just because of that thing and she's like that's sad is that I don't know and I was like you want to look at one player on an individual basis and say like, oh, you know, if he's turned everything around, maybe he gets a second chance. But then I think in my mind, I was also having recently watched the Aaron Hernandez thing. I was like, no, you have to send a message to these kids that they can't get away. Because yeah. that was like a big thing with Aaron Hernandez was like in college, he was doing shit and getting yeah, getting fully away, away with, with it. it. Yeah. Borderline encouraged to be behaving that yep. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that car conversation is exactly everything we love about reality TV. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Her describing The Circle to You, which is a very funny new reality show on Netflix, and then you describing Last Chance yeah. to You and having that occupy your five-hour car ride. It's like That's it everything we friends, love about it. You know, it takes the pressure off to be like, so what else is new in your life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, okay. was, it was a big, long episode of table flip <laughs> yeah you're like here's my book report mm-hmm. and on the road yeah <laughs> um well very cool is there anything else you want to say about miss britney before we wrap up man miss britney i love that they call her miss britney i know there's there's a guy who, named tim who is L- tim bonner in the second season who just has like the thickest like i don't know alabama accent or something and it's just like the way i won't do I won't hazard an impression of it right now, but do the way it, do it, do the it. way he says "Mid Britney" is Mid-Britney. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like there's very few consonants, and <laughs> and it really like is so endearing. But also like, I was trying to think if there was any like dirt. I was like, is there any like dirt or scandal that I could say with Miss Britney? <laughs> and the one thing I thought was like, there's moments in season two where I go, and maybe you had the same thing, specifically with Tim, who's uh, very like personable likable dude linebacker i think uh where i start to go like does she want to fuck these guys <laughs> there's a moment there's how a, old are they they're all they're at least they're like, like 20, 20. Yeah. yeah yeah they're 19, adults 20. yeah you could fuck a 19 and again she's yeah. a fucking saint she could do whatever get yours miss Brittany. <laughs> that's what i say but she there is this like weird borderline of like big sister mother figure like friend right. but also like that was i feel like so many guys watching like friday night lights it's like do i want tammy taylor as my mom or my oh my god wait <laughs> like, what is I happening i have heard i truly i haven't brought up a rumor that could get a suit in a while so i'm gonna do it right now um i have heard a rumor and i truly don't remember where i heard this that connie was having sex with Tim Riggins. And uh, what's his face? Taylor Dane. No, the main. Jason. Matt Saracen. Yes. Matt Saracen. My Which favorite. I hope to God that's true. That's awesome. First of all, those wow. actors. Hashtag gold. Yes. Yeah. Those actors are like 30 yeah. <laughs> playing high school. So yeah. that's completely fine. So that's like a huge win for her. Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. And also Taylor Kitsch in the show. Taylor Tim, Kitsch, not Taylor Dane. Tim, Tim Riggins in season one, like sleeps with a neighbor lady who has like a seven-year-old kid right yeah and they play it very cagey <laughs> about what year the kids are excuse me because they can tell you can tell they don't know like yeah. what 
how long they want them to be on the show. But as the show progresses, you realize Tim was a sophomore yeah. that season. So he's like that was 16. Yeah. yeah, at that best. assaulted him. And also like Tyra in season one, also later revealed to be a sophomore, sleeps with a straight up oil man. Yeah. <laughs> a oh, Texas man. oil man. Guys, yeah. it used to be easier to write TV. What can I, I say? Yeah, there was like, less consequences ooh. for stuff. But there's, um, a, there's a scene with Miss Brittany, look for it, where Tim is joking around in her office and kind of like teasing her and giving her a hard time. And he like, he's like, I'm doing it. She's like, you're not going to do your homework or whatever. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I mean, he walks away and the camera cuts to Miss Brittany and she's just like doing this look like, like (laughs) she's borderline doing the like Fanning, fanning herself, herself with her hand like I've got the vapors. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and I, is Brittany. Yeah. Maybe you could speak to this. I will say, you know, being in high school that we had a very, very hot teacher who taught history named Miss McClellan and quite a few of my guy friends were like, Miss McClellan. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's probably one way, you know, those guys, some of those guys are probably like, Miss Brittany can get it, you know? A hundred percent. I don't, I don't know if it happened or not. I don't even want to speculate. Probably Probably. Almost assuredly not, but I think there's some chemistry there, and if it did, I'd chip it. I'd chip it. All right. All right. Cool. Well, we love that you came prepared with some drama for us. Thank you right. so much. <laughs> um, it was so wonderful to have you oh today. Oh, my God. Thanks for having me. Please, everyone, watch Perfect Harmony. I've had practically the whole writing staff on this yeah. podcast just so <laughs> oh, we yeah, can get Charlotte a season too, two. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and look for, is there any, like, UCB show or, or Twitter or anything you want to plug? Uh, I would plug the First Hand Podcast, which okay. is a podcast that I do with Devin Field, which is sort of like an improvised comedy podcast. It's like a fake history podcast. So every episode is a different event and we have people playing characters that were... quote unquote involved in that event. Oh, love I love that. that. It's That's fake fun. history. Yeah. If it's uh, yeah, it's us doing just fake I was there too or fake whatever. So cool yeah. money. First hand podcast is everywhere there are podcasts. Instagram anything? No? Uh Instagram uh Gallant Greg ten, Twitter Gallant Greg. Great. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Very simple. Thanks for coming on. Oh thank you guys. <laughs>